Welcome back to OPA Podcast, episode 75. Today, we are recapping the Ohio State game and previewing Wisconsin. Uh, happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. Hopefully, you're having um, some time off this week to spend time with friends and family or anything else. Uh, today, is just two of us, myself, Jason O, along with Griffin. Hello, everyone. Uh, he is back from Sweden after last week's pod. Yeah, thank you guys for welcoming me back after a two-week hiatus of <laughs> games and travel. Uh, it definitely feels good to be back on the pod. Definitely feels good. But um, just to mention, Soup and Wyatt are traveling uh, this week and today in particular, so they're out of touch. But we have some notes here we want to touch. So going into it, Griffin, um, the Gophers lost last weekend 3-37 to against, at the time, the number two-ranked Ohio State's um if you're good with it we'll go into soup and wyatt's rants before we touch on ours i am 1000 percent okay with that because i know they always have something good to say true so going into soup's notes um ohio state they're really good would be nice if you had tried to win the first half of these games where you're clearly outmatched by a superior opponent is your shot to make it interesting and pj decided not to even do that Credit to the guys for playing hard, but your coach gave up on you before you even got off the bus. Inexcusable in my eyes, your defense holds them to two red zone field goals in the first half, and you're punting twice inside their own 40. A week after you gave 49 to Purdue, you want to pin and lean on your D against this team? I just don't understand. I'd rather lose this game 147-0 to and Ethan throw 17 picks than this lame, well, let's not get embarrassed. Oh, wait, we still did crap. With that being said, Ethan was not consistent enough, still uh, still just missing layups, and then he just makes plays and we drop the football. I have liked the concepts on offense when they have opened it up. He looks more comfortable in those situations, mainly middle eight of the game. PJ's philosophy here is my biggest issue in a game where no one expects you to win. You still get, uh, You still can't get out of your own head. You're still scared of everything, and guess what? Your team is still making those mistakes, and it's not like this approach has helped in in any way. No matter what you do, just try to win. Uh, shout out to Dragon per usual, and Mark Crawford. A good game from him was nice to see. Still wondering where our return game is, though. Winger? Question mark. Um, defense is still is best summed up by getting an opportunity for an interception, and your transfer linebacker makes a fist and punches a ball that was thrown at his chest go watch that and watch the entire rest of that unit just stare him in disbelief perfect microcosm microcosm for them but other than that they're fine gotta clean up the angles and tackling on the long touchdown run but that's the same issue as always i guess hard to really be mad at them at this game main takeaway is when pj changes best or does that only apply to everyone else so that's soup's notes going on to Wyatt. All right, dropping my debrief notes here. Um, I don't have much to say about this game that I haven't said anything all season. I maintain that as a head coach, at a certain point, you have to be embarrassed with the football product you're putting on the field and a complete lack of effort and unwilling unwillingness to take a risk. These are things a coach should be embarrassed by. PJ does not seem to be having that feeling of shame uh, that he should have, and we should we can gauge that by the way he responds to the media asking about these asinine decisions he makes that cost him games. Defense was solid. Kessler was only got one good opportunity and he did his job. 
profit was palatable, thankfully. That just wasn't enough, and eventually the head coach has to fall on the sword and admit he has to change. Uh, that wraps Wyatt's notes. Uh, Griffin, I'll go to you first. Do you agree with what Soup and Wyatt mentioned here from debriefing Ohio State? 100%, and I can see this as only having watched the game, the like the 15 minute game highlights that kind of just highlight every drive really quickly throughout the entire game. And I saw a lot of that. I mean, I know Wyatt way back when he, I remember his comment and it just sat with me forever. And I still think about it daily. He made a comment on one of the other pods that said, it's great to have an identity. Like everyone and every person, every team has their own identity. But when your identity becomes so predictable, like you just, you aren't setting yourself up for success. Like we know we want to run the football, right? That's our identity. But we can't complement that with an efficient passing game. So it just does not bode well for us as a team. And there is those feelings of shame where I would I would have as a head coach where it's like, wow, you know, we we have players that can play, but you cannot set them up for success when your opponent already knows what you're going to do. Um, but yeah, watching watching these uh, recaps, it's like Ethan threw ten passes in the first half, which is exactly the thing that happens what, however many games so far this year. And then in the second half, he threw the same, like, if not less passes, I think, which has been a common theme um, with us. It's like, you, we can't have a pass game like this because all, all of these, like, drops that we have, I sit here and I look at it, and it's like, yeah, we're dropping and we're not converting these plays, but we're not getting the reps. These players need the reps because every pass play is like that we should have. No, no team's ever going to have every single pass play that they want. But when you're so limited on your pass plays and those end up being your mistakes, that's where it becomes an issue. So, yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything they said. Um, ang- angles um, on tackling is really good, too. I know there was a first and goal where I think Henderson went into the end zone and we literally had like two guys that could have stopped him and he just makes a simple cutback and then he runs in like eight yards. And I'm sitting there, I was like, we have the defenders there for it. They're just not in the right place or making the right decisions. Um, so yeah, I know that was kind of long, a kind of a long, weird rant, but in the end, yes, I agree with all of what they said. Yeah. And I do too. Um, I think this, this is a look at stats here, Griffin. Um, total offense, Minnesota was 159 yards total yards Ohio State had 434 we had two turnovers they had zero um first downs we had 10 they had 23 they pretty much took over time of possession at 31 22 in the game but this is what struck me the most as you mentioned Griffin so Ethan only had 19 pass attempts this entire game and you mentioned only 10 in the first half so if you do the math only nine in the second half 11 for 19 for 89 yards, uh, no touchdowns and one interception. Um, and like, and then going further from there, like if you look at the whole play-by-play of the game for the Gophers, punt, 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 
end of the first half, fumble, interception, punt, field goal, punt. That was the Gophers, all the drives in this game. And then compare, compare, compare contrast to Ohio State, touchdown, punt, field goal, field goal, um, end of half with that sack on Kyle McCord. Like, we're still within reason for this game, like, oh, the 13. Like, if, if this was, like, not this season, but we were, like, 2022 Gophers, 2021 Gophers, or 2019 Gophers, this team was still had a shot, in my opinion. But we didn't. Um, and I and I to, and I still am because I, I I didn't watch all the game, Griffin. I, I will note that I watched the highlights afterwards, but I watched spots during the game on Saturday. And the moments were like, "Why are you punting on your own forty? And it's like, and obviously PJ runs call out a run play at like three third and seven third and eight, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's so predictable, and it's not like what we want as fans is not what we want as a program and PJ is still doing what he wants to do. So um, disappointing. This game could have been a bit closer maybe in the beginning, but it didn't. And it led to us being blown out by double digits again um, in what, two straight weeks and uh, going five and six right now and going into now, hopefully winning against our next game here to get bowl eligibility keeping the axe and everything else. But other than that, like, I don't know. I just been not happy with the result in the last, since the buy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, <laughs> it hurts. It just sucks. Like I'm more excited about the Vikings and what they're doing. Uh, mind you, like, KOC is another problem with the second half play calling the last few games. But other than that, I'm more excited about what the Vikings are doing rather than what, the Gophers are doing because they're not predictable, which is good. But again, this, uh... yeah, it's the the thing that hurts the most about how we've been playing uh, this season is our record is five and six, but we have the players and the ability to be a seven, eight win team, or we had the ability to be a seven, eight win team this year. And it's kind of come down to, you know, crucial situational awareness, crucial uh, timing of certain plays, play calling. And it's like, we have the players this year to have had an average or a slightly above average bowl game. And right now they're just not playing to win and it's like as a team even if you get a bowl game like it's that's another game of experience of reps of a different opponent um i there's just no reason for us to not get creative at this point in the season because you know you've already pissed away your chance at the big 10 west by losing a couple of these games but why are like what's going through their mind when they sit there and all they can do is think of let's just keep trying this every single week and then one in every four or five chance it works. But I mean, to their point too, yes, it's Ohio state. No one expects to win this game. So get creative, get fun. We couldn't even establish a pass game that was, efficient like we're not asking 
as fans, we're not asking for big plays and huge offensive explosiveness. We just want complimentary football. Let's master all, all these, like, slant, let's master, like, the slants, the digs, the outs. Any, some of these mid-range passes. Because if we can master that and then complement it with our run game, we can actually be a a team that gets bowl eligible. I mean, I just don't know why they keep sticking to it. Cause I bet we had, I bet soup could pull up some stat about like our yards per play or something. Our EPA. Yeah. Our EPA. Yeah. Efficiency. And it's like, we have Jordan Newbin. We know he can run the ball, but he's probably, he probably got tackled for a loss. What? 10 plus times. A and it's lot. just because they, it's like, he that he's not a bad runner. We just have bad plays being called. So, yeah, I mean, we're all just frustrated at this point in the season. Um, and I don't even know if you can even call this season. I mean, would you call this season the success if we had the pig and the axe, but we lost all these games that we should have won? I don't know. Well, I have it's my just... answer. It's this. My answer is oh, this is not this is not a successful season. I know PJ was like, well, a fan said if I won all of our rivalry trophies, I I will keep the job. Well, yeah, that was within like your first couple of years of your tenure because you're a fresh face, someone who promised us champions championships and getting back rivalry trophies. But we are now in year seven. You ha- bring back veteran talent on both sides of the ball, like Tyler Newbin at safety, Justin Wally at corner, uh, Cody Lindenberg, when we initially thought he was healthy, um, we thought Ethan was going to take the next step forward. Um, Brevin Span forward, uh, Daniel Jackson, right? Like, I'm happy we'll get, uh, that, we, that we got the pig back, and I'll be way more happier when we get the axe back. But, this has gone against the expectations that PJ has set, which is we will, this team will, will is set to win eight games for a, a minimum at every regular season, right? Like the last two years, 22 and 21, we won nine games, including the bowl game to be, you know, nine and four. And then COVID scratched that year. And then 2019, we won 11 games, including the bowl. So like that is the standard he set. And it's not meaning an expectation. Like, I was like when I compare PJ, I compare Mark D'Antonio. When Mark D'Antonio had the slump of years before he retired, of uh, winning six games and then five games and that like you know two three year stretch, you know, mm-hmm. his time was up. And I think if PJ keeps up the same mentality and performance for the next couple of seasons, I don't think he's going to keep the job much longer. So for me, I found this season disappointing. I'm happy that we have the trophies back, but this is still a disappointing season because we could have won the West for the last year that divisions are still a thing. And then we go on to best two teams for next season. So that, like, that's my take. I, I know we're like, you know, game 11 or going to game 12 already, but like going into game 12, but that is my verdict. The season has gone below expectations and it's, you know, not something to be happy about. And I think that should be, you know, a fire under this team going into the new year. But again, I don't know about PJ. He he is he's the wild card right now. Either he's gonna stay stubborn or he's actually gonna change. So 
And what I hate too is our team. We know they can be good, and it's just going to hurt recruiting for the future if you can only pull out, you know, six, seven wins every year. It's like, obviously, you know, he said, I want to come here. I want to win Big Ten championships. I want to win national championships. You know, Big Ten is Big Ten championship is one we can actually look, we should be looking forward to every year. We know how hard it is just to get in the national title game. Like, he's just saying that to, you know, get us excited. But when you have the opportunity now, what, three times, and you can't even convert once on that promise, on a team that, sure, we have enough talent, but our style is just so fragile, and our team is so fragile because we don't have the depth like other teams do. Ohio State, they can just plug and play, right? They're the number two team. They got really talented people. Here, it's like when our best players go down, you know, you have your Cody Lindenberg, your Darius Taylors. Um, we, we sit there and we're like, well, that's such a huge part of our offense. And once that one thing goes wrong, it can just spiral for the rest of the team. So the only way for the Gophers to be successful every year is if they stay healthy. And we know that's not necessarily going to happen. And it happens um, in football too. Like people get hurt. And when people get hurt, what is, what's going to happen? And in a team like ours, you know, guys who have very little reps that we saw with the linebackers on against Purdue the week before, what was it like a walk on linebacker was put in because Ma- Maverick went down and they had like a combined, like what, 60 snaps or something. Yeah. Like the, like right now, this team, as you mentioned, like uh, uh, Griffin, like we don't have the depth. And we need to play creative. Like we need to be creative and you know play outside of our deficiencies to make things work. And I think we're just not doing that because PJ, I think PJ again we 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 noted that he loves and adores Jim Trestle. But mind you, Jim Trestle was the head coach of of Ohio State back in the day, where they had the talent, the roster, um, and the depth to make that happen. But you're coaching at Minnesota, who is. You know, uh, would you say we're mid-market, Griffin, per se? Like, in terms of... Yeah, I'd I'd give us mid-market. Like, if if, if you could put it in that context, if we don't have that depth, the scholarships, and, like, the talent to compete, like, what PJ went through as a GA. So, like, I don't know. I think PJ is thinking a little over his head and maybe it was a little stubborn in his ways, as we've been noted, but... It's just not a winning recipe right now. Like maybe it was in 19, 21, 22, but it's not a winning recipe, you know, for 23 and possibly not for 24 either. Like it's modern college football has changed a lot. And I think we just need to capitalize on it. Which is, it's just so weird to me too, that he's such a young coach, but with such an old man mindset. Like people look at the PJs and the Kevin O'Connell's I, I guess Kevin O'Connell is kind of, he can be creative, but everyone, you know, a couple of years ago was like, oh, Sean McVay, like he's this, he's that, like he's new, he tries new things. And I'm sitting here like, well, we have a very young head coach about the same age as Sean McVay and it's run left, run right, pass, drop. And I mean, this, like, why can't we find another OC that can call plays like Kirk Shiraka. I mean, that, like, our team 
could actually put up points every week. They give us a chance to win. But if we can't even put up points, we can't win. Sounding like John Madden here. But, yes, if he doesn't change, like, I got this isn't even a till next year thing. He needs to change this week, right now. Go crazy, dude. Because, sure, you're playing for a bowl, but you're also just a six-win team. Either way, I want to see the coach, the coaches change, and I want to see the players have fun. For sure, and we're at home coming up here for the, our last game of the season against the Badgers for for Paul Bunyan's axe. So let's go into that, Griffin. So um, the game will be at home at Huntington Bank Stadium, airing on FS1 uh, at 2.30 p.m. Central kickoff. Uh, Wisconsin's coming in 6-5 and five overall. They won their game last week against Nebraska, winning 24-17 to in overtime. But before that, they lost to Northwestern 10 to 24, IU 14 to 20, Ohio State 10 to 24, and then they won against Illinois um, in mid-October 25 to 21. Um, Luke Fickle, um, in his in his first year at Wisconsin, started off pretty hot initially, and then it's been like you know up and down, up and down for them. Uh, their quarterback is Tanner Mordecai. Uh, He's not good. <laughs> I think that's the best I can describe their quarterback, but they still have Braylon Allen, um, their top the rusher from the year before. Um, and I don't know about their receiver core, if I'm being honest. Um, and then betting numbers, uh, the Gophers are plus two over-unders at 41.5 for this game. Yeah, um, well, I'd say for Wisconsin's receiving core, I know they have Skylar Bell. He's a big name for them. Um, he'll probably be Mordecai's number one target, I would guess. Um, and then Shamir DK, is it DK, I think? Um, he's another big target. You know, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin loves their tight ends, too. They do. But overall, like, yeah, this is, again, if we can, the coaches can change their best and play their cards right, easily a winnable game. Um, but I think it's amazing that they put it at 40. Well, what'd you say it was 41 and a half? Yep, 41 and a half. That still almost seems too high. Especially for this game and how both teams have been playing throughout the last five games of the season. Yeah. It's like our, our best. Like, these are two pretty above-average defensive teams. So, it'll be another struggle for field goals. Which, this game might remind me a lot of the Iowa game. No, I could see that. Like, um, actually, my bad. I forgot to touch on Soup and uh, Wyatt's notes for Wisconsin. So, we'll go We'll go to that quick. Um, yeah, we need to. So, Soup's notes for Wisconsin. Um, they are not good. They might not have Braylon Allen. In my opinion, he's the only guy capable of beating you. If he's healthy, don't let him. Make their QB beat you through the air. I expect pressure with four and for the back end to make plays. Really need Cody or Mav to get healthy and Darius Green or someone or someone at strong safety. 
both positions have not been healthy consistently and that has loomed large. Uh, you push your chips all in on this game for the season. Bowl eligibility, huge rivalry game. Coach like it. Coach like you're all in. Just let it rip on offense uh, or live or die by it. Don't lose this game because you refuse to take it. Um, that's Soup's notes. And then on to Wyatt's. As Soup said, Wisconsin has not been impressive or even enjoyable to watch this season. They are a beatable football team, especially if Braylon Allen isn't healthy. But you are going to have to play fundamental defense, which you have shown you can do, and also take offensive risk, which you haven't shown at all. PJ has to have this game to keep has to have this game to keep the temperature of his seat, you know, reasonable or from getting too spicy. Uh, but he has pulled rabbits out of his ass before. But yeah, that ends Stoop and Wyatt's notes. Um, I did not know Braylon Allen was struggling with staying healthy. I must have missed it. Yeah, I wasn't aware either. But I mean, hey, especially if he is, I mean, whether he's in or out, doesn't change the fact that it's a very winnable game. Um, One situation just increases chances. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, I love the last line by pulling a rabbit out of the ass. <laughs> you gotta love Wyatt for that. But um, I think I think we harp on it of like of the entire season. Like we just want to see the offense light things up this Saturday against the Badgers. Is our rival? We're fighting for Paul Bunyan's axe. Um, are we tied right now, Griffin? Or are we one game ahead in the overall series? Do you do you have that up the top of your head? Um, I do not, but I can definitely find it. I think we have a one-game lead after last year. Yeah. Um, again, big game. Like Soup said, it. Like you're trying to fight for bowl eligibility. You're trying to, you know, everything's all in. Like everything you got, your playbook, your um, your talent uh, on defense and offense. And I do want to mention too, it's senior night. Like. Guys are leaving. I, oh, I forgot to mention that. Like, we have guys leaving after this year. So, we got Crab that's leaving. Um, Brevin Span for I feel like he's been here forever. Um, mm-hmm. A good chunk of the offensive line, like Nathan Bow at center, is leaving as well. Um, defensively, losing some guys like Tyler Newbin, I likely will be leaving from the draft. Um, I won't be surprised if Justin Wally leaves because, like, you know take his chances but then you know he might stay but who knows but like this is a game also is also senior night like and i think the seniors as much just wants to win this game as much as pj does because it's their last game it's wisconsin and you know they want to leave it all on the table so damn a few a few bad not mentioning seniors like damn (laughs) Yeah, if PJ really wants to win this game, then he'll change his best. I feel like we're not even asking for that much for an offense, right? Like we just want a variety of different plays called. Maybe some outside zone, some flea flickers. I mean, misdirections, sweeps, option football. When they were throwing that out, I was like, okay, I can get on the, I can get on this train. Like, just don't be bland or um, what happened to the tush pushes we've had <laughs> i don't know they 
seems like they want to do everything to not injure Ethan. Yeah. Um, but I did look it up here. It looks like the series is tied 62 to 62 to eight for the all time series. And obviously our current win streak is two and it should easily be three. It better be. <laughs> but going into it, anything else on note, Griffin, before we get into predictions? Tyler Newbin will have his best game of the season. Let's go. Oh, if you did defense, I'll go offense then. I think D-Jack and Crab are going to get 100 yards each. Ooh. I know it's, Ooh. it's spicy, but I'm calling it now. <laughs> if they're really going to pull anything out, out, out each? each, 100 yards, so 200 yards total um, from those oh, two guys. Oh, <laughs> that happens i will cry <laughs> we, we should lose 35 to 0 i would still cry if they both got 100 or you can shotgun a beer for me i don't know oh i'll shotgun one no I'll, I'll, no let's do it if if crab and d jack gets 100 yards each so 200 yards total between the two of them i will shotgun a couple liquors i have in my fridge i'll do one no, let's do two because you got to do one for each. All right. I'll do two shotguns if that now is the case. Talking. It's live. It's recorded on this podcast. Um, we'll let Soup and Wyatt know in post. <laughs> Works for me. You know you know me. I don't mind a shotgun every now and then or every hour. Very true. But going on from there, um, Griffin, as I mentioned, the Gophers are plus two, uh, 41 and a half over under. Uh, Soup is predicting 24 to 17 gophers on top. Wyatt oh. is going 17 16 gophers, but he could easily see us flip to 16 17 uh, badgers. Um, and then I went with 24 20. What did I pick preseason? Dub. That's what I thought. Well, well, well. 19 for the gophers. And we'll roll with 12 for the Badgers. All right, all right. It's just going to be one of those weird games. <laughs> for sure, like kicking. Well, I'll also be happy if we had a game where it's just kicking uh, kicking fest all game, too. I'll take that. Give, give some love to Dragon even more. <laughs> that man's leg will be busy. Very busy. But uh, going on from there, uh, I do want to recap. So Soup already won our preseason predictions, Griffin. But so far, you, Wyatt, and I are three-way tied for seven and four so far this season from our preseason predictions. And then Soup's on top by one win by at eight and three. And since we have the same predictions for this next game, he already won the <laughs> won the slate. So, well, I would have been last if I. Uh... If, I, if that Illinois game didn't help me. <laughs> For sure. But going on from there, um, I think we'll wrap it up here for OPA Podcast. Uh, we'll leave it with one thing here, Griffin. What are you doing for this Thanksgiving weekend besides watching this game coming up? <laughs> well, this week, tomorrow, I got another Wolves game. Thursday, I'll go home. 
spend the night with some family, uh, eat a fat dinner. Friday, another Wolves game. Gotta love it. Working on a holiday. Saturday and Sunday should hopefully be pretty chill and relaxed. And Monday. Oh, I got Monday off too. Yeah, I don't know, but all going to come down to when I don't have to work a game, I will be chilling at home. All right, all right. Well, I have a... And hopefully, hopefully go to the Axe game. I don't know yet. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, I have a mini Friendsgiving tomorrow after work. I get off early oh. at 2 p.m. Um, Thursday for Thanksgiving, I'll be with family, uh, with my side of the family uh, around 3 o'clock. Um, then Friday, another Friendsgiving. And mind you, both these trips on Thursday and Friday, I have to go back to Blaine and Maple Grove respectively from Egan. So that's going to be a little trek. Woof. And then Saturday, me and my uh, two siblings, my brother and my sister, uh, my younger siblings, are uh, one's a Badger alum. The other is a undergrad at Wisconsin. So they're Badger fans. I'm the lone gopher amongst the three of us. So we're going to the game uh, this Saturday. Uh, I think we're on second deck on the home, gopher home side. So I think it's going to be a good time. Just be with my siblings, watch a good good game, hopefully. Um, on Saturday and then have a chill day off on Sunday and then back to work on Monday. Nice, nice, nice. And then uh, I believe Soup is out in Chicago with his family and Wyatt was traveling somewhere. He didn't know where, but um, but uh, but from me and Griffin, Soup and Wyatt, the boys here at Opa Podcast, we want to wish everyone here a happy Thanksgiving week. Uh, have some safe travels, enjoy some good food, and watch a you know, hopefully a good game on Saturday, and then we'll see you guys for the postseason stuff uh, on next week, Monday and Tuesday, uh, when we return. But other than that, um, anything else, Griffin? Um, on top of that, just spend some quality time with friends and family. All right, all right. But everyone, thank you so much for listening and watching uh, Opa Podcast episode seventy-five. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, but row the boat, sky and go Gophers. Oh.